Greetings, family. Welcome to the Healthy Black Love Podcast, where we support each other as we navigate our way to healthier romantic relationships. I'm your host and fellow navigator, Dr. Drea. Each episode, we will focus on self-work as a change agent in our lives. Self-work is the process of cultivating your own growth and healing. The more you take ownership of where you are and where you want to be, the more you and your partner can navigate your relationship in a healthy direction. Please be aware that although this podcast includes mental health information, it is not a replacement for individual or marriage therapy. With that being said, let's get started. Hello, Black people. Thank you for joining me for episode 12 of the Healthy Black Love podcast. So today's topic is who hurts you? And I have been debating about today's topic because lately I've been seeing a lot of stuff on social media that has made me want to react. (laughs) And I'm trying not to make this podcast too much of a reaction podcast because I want us to do the work in this podcast. And so sometimes it's, it's a distraction to react to different things going on in society or social media or different things I hear people saying or posting because I don't want the attention to get away from us doing that self-work that is going to make our ability to love ourselves and love the people in our lives, especially our romantic partners, better. But I do want to use a little bit of a reaction to talk about an issue I think that is really important, which is the fact that we are all dealing with hurt. And unfortunately, that means that all of us are really not in the best position to always give advice, especially when it comes to romantic advice, relationship advice, that type of thing. Everybody knows the the saying, hurt people hurt people. So we've heard that before. And because we know this is true, we have to apply this to our life and stop taking advice and listening to hurt people who aren't doing the real work to heal. Now, we all have hurt in our life, but there's a difference between being hurt but working toward healing in a healthy manner and then just being hurt and staying hurt or not really doing the true work and then giving out advice to other people about how they should live their lives. So the reality is that hurt people, their ability to help you heal is low or non-existent. And in the Black community, we all have pain, whether it's intergenerational trauma, childhood trauma, heartbreak, poverty, abuse, or the impact of racism itself. We can probably go on and on with the different hurts that we deal with. Um, This is why it's essential for us to not only work towards our own healing, but not to take on the pain of others by connecting with their pain and listening to them or taking advice from them when they're speaking out of their pain. So I plan on talking to you more about this in this episode. But before I do that, I do want to play a clip. One of the people that I see who is very hurt and that is hell-bent to hurt other people is Kevin Samuels. And I really don't want to spend my podcast time talking about him, but there's so much controversy around him. The sad thing is that I see so many Black males identifying with him and believing the things that he says. 
And the problem I have with him is that everything he says is disruptive to the black family. It is disruptive to black love. Everything is selfish. Everything is about money. Money being the sense of value. Even the terms that he uses, high value man or black man or however he says it. And that value is based solely on how much money you make. Not if you're a good person, not if you're loving or caring, not if you are intelligent, um, not if you have various other qualities. It's all about if you make six figures or more, and that makes you a high-value man. But interestingly enough, on the female side, if you make six figures or more, that doesn't automatically make you high-value because then there's all these other evaluations he has, such as you know, your education, your height, your weight, how many kids you have. I actually heard one episode where he, and I don't follow him. I just watched a couple of little clips enough to be able to make my own opinion and make sure that my opinion wasn't based on just hearsay. I think that it's important to do my research, but I actually heard one episode that he had where it was a woman who I guess made good money and, you know, she had the right right height and weight and all that stuff, but she had a child. And so he was like, well, automatically, you know, you're two points less because you have a child. And it was just like, wow. You know, when we're talking about high value men, do we automatically reduce them for having offspring? So anyways, I'm not going to, I could be here all day long (laughs) talking about my problems with the things he says, because like I said, I have a problem. I am a black love advocate, period. That's it. And so anybody who, I don't care who you are, anybody who is destructive to that, anybody who's pushing against healthy Black love and Black love in itself, anybody who has a negative perception or and is putting that out into the world as advice, I got a problem with that. It is what it is. So I'm not going to spend, like I said, this whole time talking about him. I'm pretty sure that in the future I could do episodes that deal with some of this stuff. But I want to play one clip I just heard this past week. Check it out. Look, ladies, over 35, you're going to have to share a man. You're going to have to share him and you're going to have to share him in good faith. Let me tell you what a sharing a man looks like. Back when I was on the yard, I'm just be honest. Women knew they had to share men. If you went to OU, you had a you had women at OU, you had a woman at UCO or Central State, O State, Langston, North Texas. And you know what? It's fine when you share a woman and she's leaving, coming down the stairs with her duffel bag and she's saying, hey girl, how you doing? Hey girl, how you doing? But a lot of women think that y'all should be able to get man primary. Y'all don't have enough, y'all don't have enough juice to do that over 35. Okay. So you can see in this video or this um, particular clip that Kevin is saying that women who are over 35 or 35 or older should just get used to the idea of sharing a man as if there are not enough black men in this world. And if you are over a certain age, then you just need to just be happy with whatever you can have, whatever you can get. And um, and whatever you can get, meaning that you're going to have to share a black man. And I've said this in a previous episode that there are millions 
of black people in on this earth. Millions, okay? So for anybody who thinks there's not enough black men out there, you need to check your facts. You need to check your statistics. There are millions of black people out here, including black men. Ladies, you do not have to share a man if that's not what you want to do. Now, if that's what you want to do, that's on you. But do not feel like because Kevin Samuels out of his own hurt and pain is telling you that this is the way that it is, that that has to be your reality. Don't set yourself up for failure. And I really feel like Kevin Samuels has been hurt. I feel like a lot of people who give advice like this have been hurt. And so now they are speaking out of that hurt and pain. And as Black people, we really, really need to be protective of ourselves. We've been through too much as it is. We do not need additional hurt and pain in our lives. So as we are hearing advice and getting advice, we do need to be careful about where that comes from, what kind of energy, what kind of spirit that comes from, because that can lead us into more pain. I can tell you from my own life, I have been neglected, I have been abandoned, I have been abused in multiple ways. I did not have a horrible childhood, but I did not have the best childhood. I am very independent as a person, but that's not because I woke up and said, I just want to be independent. Like, yes, I do have a spirit of I want to do my own thing, but a lot of it is because I had no choice. I was a latchkey kid. Um, in the black community, you know, especially when I was growing up, you know, parents worked and parents still work, you know, both parents worked and they were out of the house. And when you came home from school, you let yourself in the house, you fed yourself, you took care of yourself until parents got back home. And unfortunately, in my situation, my father was there, but he was not very involved in the lives of his children. And my mom was too preoccupied with religious activities to really be there. And so I had to do a lot of raising of myself. And in that process, I got hurt a lot. I dealt a lot with just being neglected and not having a certain level of support in my life. I dealt a lot with not knowing if people were going to stay in my life or if they were going to abandon me and that causing a lot of trauma and triggers that I still deal with today. I dealt with being molested. I dealt with being verbally abused. A lot of stuff happened to me. And, you know, thankfully, I'm very grateful that despite everything that I've been through, that I can still have a positive outlook on love and on life and that I am willing to do the healing that I need to do to be the best uh, Drea that I can be. But it takes time and it takes work. And one way that I have to do this work is to make sure that I'm not taking bad advice. So every person that you use as a place of a resource, every resource that you use, challenge that resource. Whatever that resource is that you want to use to help you, just make sure that it is moving in the direction you want to move. And if it's not, then that's not the resource for you. So I have a few tips about dealing with hurt because there's a lot of us hurting and a lot of us have been hurt. And I just want to give you tips on how you can work to heal and move in the direction of healing. And so if the resources you have aren't giving you some of these tips, if this is not the kind of advice they're giving you, you may want to challenge that and say, maybe this resource isn't really for my good. 
So my first tip is to find a therapist that you can work with long-term. If you're dealing with pain, if you're dealing with trauma, you need to work with someone who has been professionally trained to do this kind of work, to be able to um, help you because it's more than just talking. I know some of us talk to our friends and we feel that's very therapeutic and it can be, but there's a difference between just talking to a friend and just processing with a friend and someone who's actually going to challenge you, someone that's going to provide a safe space for you to talk about your issues, someone who is going to help you contain those issues so that they don't get out of control, your emotions and whatnot in that space. There are just different things. You know, I went to school, I have my master's in marriage and family therapy, and we were trained to do certain things a certain way. It wasn't just, oh yeah, to start talking about your issues and then walk out the door, you know? So get with someone who you can work with, but not just work with who you can work with long-term. Therapy is not this open and shut door thing. Like you don't go in and you spend a few weeks and then you're done. It can be years, years. I can say I've been in and out of therapy majority of my adult life. And more recently, it's been at least three consistent years that I've been working with therapists. Your issues are probably not going to go away right away. You know, you're going to need some time with your therapist. I remember I was a year and a half, two years in, I realized like, I'm doing better, but I am not anywhere near where I want to be. And this is going to take more time. And that itself was very humbling and it was a little depressing, (laughs) but at least I was being real with myself. Like, Hey, yeah, you did this. You've been doing work and you've been doing this work, but you still got a lot more work to do. So it's time to continue to commit and not just run away and say, well, I've done a year or two and I'm good. So commit to the long-term process. Another tip is to change your relationship with people who mimic or exploit your pain. This is going to go two different ways. One, I'm talking about people like the Kevin Samuels, where they're exploiting pain. So you're using other people's pain in order to create a platform that allows you to keep people in pain and for you to gain, I guess, I'm not sure all the things that he may be gaining from his platform, but... Um, It may be money, it may be just notoriety, whatever it is, but change your relationship with those people. Those people may not need to be in your life or may need to play a lower role in your life if you have people who are exploiting your pain. And then I also talk about people who mimic your pain, meaning that you may have people in your life who, because of the pain that you have and the things you've been through, they've gotten used to you being in a painful place. And they've gotten used to your dysfunction and now they feed off your dysfunction. And so what I mean by that is you may have, especially relatives or even friends that need for you to be dysfunctional. They need for you to be in pain. And every time you attempt to change and heal, they're going to kind of push back against that because in order for them to be where they are, they need for you to stay where you are. And so you need to change your relationship with them as well as, for example, you know, as I said that I have abandonment issues. And so as I started doing the work for myself, I realized that there were people in my life who would abandon me and then they would come back and they would leave and go and leave and go. And I would go through periods where they would just ghost me. And then, you know, after a while, a couple months or whenever they, um, 
decided that they wanted me back in their life, they would come back. And I realized I had these in and out people in my life. And um, I was like, yeah, this is problematic because these people are basically confirming for me this negative idea about me constantly being abandoned and almost deserving to be abandoned. And so I had to learn to change my relationship with people who thought it was okay to just up and walk away whenever they felt like it. These weren't even romantic relationships. These were like family and friends that I had to be like, yeah, it's not okay for you to just keep doing this to me. It's not okay for you to just decide when you want to be around me and when you don't and be inconsistent in my life because of what I've been through. I can't handle that. And so I had to change my relationship. And like I said, it doesn't necessarily always mean that you just cut people out of your life. You know, I, I will say I'm pretty good at cutting people out, <laughs> but I'm working on that. But um, it could just be that you maybe back away from those people or you don't communicate or connect with them the way you used to. So also learn as much as you can about the trauma or pain that you've been through. Uh, do research. There's a lot of research online. There are books that you can buy. There are videos you can watch. Learn about the pain or trauma you've been through and not so that you can be a victim. Like I'm, I don't want you to research this stuff so that you can walk around wearing your pain or your trauma like a badge of honor, okay? I want you to learn as much as you can about your pain or your trauma so that you can become your own personal advocate. The more you know about what you've been through and how that affects you, how that, how that affects your body, how that triggers you, the more you'll be able to fight against it. The more you'll be able to stand up for yourself when someone tries to bring more of that pain or trauma to you. So you want to learn about it so that you can advocate for yourself. So yeah, take some time to look up this stuff to learn more about it so that you can fight back. You know, you want the tools to fight back. You don't always want to be on the defense. You also want to be on the offense. I also want to encourage you to challenge your thoughts and beliefs daily. Every day you're going to have thoughts and beliefs about the trauma and the hurt that you've been through. And hopefully over time as you heal, it will go from every day to maybe every other day to every once a week, once a month, you know, hopefully it'll it'll decrease. But when you are really in that position where you have a lot of healing to do, every day you're going to have these thoughts that are going to come into your mind or beliefs that this happened to you for a certain reason and that you're not good enough or whatever those thoughts and beliefs are. And I just encourage you when you hear yourself, when you hear it in your head, when you hear the thought come across or the belief or you feel the feeling like challenge it. Like, is this true? Like what evidence is here that I'm really unlovable or that this person doesn't care for me or that I'm not good enough. I'm ugly. I'm fat. Whatever the the thought is, challenge that and say, is this really real? Like what evidence do I have? Or is this just me living in my pain and my trauma? Offer that thought or that belief an alternative that is positive. Like, no, this is not true. I am lovable. I am beautiful. Whatever you have to say to yourself, but challenge that. Don't just allow those thoughts and beliefs to run amok freely. Also, I want to encourage you to allow yourself to feel and appropriately express the emotions of the pain. Like I know in the Black community, a lot of times we struggle with anger and some of us just express our anger and it often is expressed in a very inappropriate way where bad things happen. 
But a lot of us, because we're so afraid of being angry, because society has put this label on us that we're angry people, that we really, really hide our pain. We never experience our pain. We suppress it so much. And it comes out, I believe it comes out in our body in multiple ways from illness to uh, mental illness to physical illness to loss of hair, all kinds of stuff. We need to be able to express our emotions and feel our emotions. It's okay to feel angry. As long as you appropriately express and deal with it, it's okay to be mad. I mean, some things you should be mad about and it's okay. It's okay to feel hurt. It's okay to feel disappointed. It's okay to feel frustrated. It's okay to feel insecure. Just deal with those things. Let yourself feel it. Okay, right now I'm feeling very, very insecure. Right now I'm feeling very frustrated about the situation. It hurts me. I've been hurt. You know, cry it out, whatever you got to do. Express it so that you can heal from it. But it is okay. All the feelings that you have, you have them and you're, they're yours. And I don't want anybody to feel like they can't feel what they feel in that moment. Now, do I want you to live in that space? No. But allowing yourself to grieve or feel things that hurt you is the first step. Um, acknowledgement in, in the healing process. You're acknowledging the pain. And now you can move forward. And then I want you to commit to doing the self-work to reducing the impact of your past pain. So it's going to take time. And a lot of that, even though you're going to be working with a therapist and whatnot, you still have to do the work for yourself. You still have to learn about the pain and the trauma. You still have to let yourself feel things and appropriately express them. You still have to advocate for yourself. You still have to get up every day and challenge your thoughts and your beliefs. So you're going to have to commit to doing that work and commit to doing it for a long time. And hopefully one day you'll realize, hey, I haven't felt that way in a long time or I haven't thought that way in a long time or I'm noticing I'm a lot more confident than I used to be. And that is when you'll know that, hey, this process is working and it does work, but you have to commit to doing the work in order for it to work. Okay. So normally I do my black factor and today I just want to do an affirmation instead of doing an explanation because I feel like I've already explained. So I just want to affirm you if you can over the next week, I just give this to you and I encourage you every day to say this to yourself. No matter what I've been through, I deserve to give and receive love. I'm going to repeat that one more time and I encourage you to say it out loud to yourself and say it out loud every time you find yourself struggling with feeling lovable and feeling good enough. No matter what I've been through, I deserve to give and receive love. So hold that close. You are special. You are wonderfully made and you do deserve great things, but you also have to put in the work. Because this life ain't always easy for us, right? Let's stop hanging out with the people, the hurt people who want to walk around and, and spread their misery. And let's start taking care of ourselves. Let's start loving on ourselves. Thank you for listening to this episode. Before you go, though, can you do me a few little minor favors? Okay, so one, if you can rate the show on whatever platform you're using, that would be really cool. But you can also take it a step further 
and you can um, leave me a review. That would also be, that would completely make my day, let me tell you the truth. So let people know what you what you like about the show and what's working for you so that they can also um, try the show out for themselves. If you have family, friends, loved ones that could use some of this information, please share the show, uh, share it on your social media. You have complete permission to do that. I won't be mad at you. I actually will appreciate you a lot for doing that. So uh, please share it with your friends and family, um, loved ones, whomever, I don't know, coworkers, share it with whoever. Uh, And if you're just more interested in finding out about me um, and who I am or the podcast or what I do, check out my website, drdreawilson.com. You can also, of course, follow me on social media. I'm on IG at Dr. Drea Wilson, or you can follow the show at Healthy Black Love Podcast. Until the next time, I am Dr. Drea, and this has been Healthy Black Love. Mm-hmm.